Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Talk. We talk about a lot of things. Sometimes it matters, sometimes they don't, but they're always entertaining. As always, we're your hosts, Carol and Emily Rose, and today we're going to be talking about friendship. So Emily, how has the way you've made friends kind of changed throughout the years? Um, now that I'm old and wise, you know, at my big age of 20, <laughs> I think that like looking back as far as I can look back, um, I think that it's like the different friends that I've had have been reflections of different quote unquote seasons of my life. I feel old when I talk, I don't know. I just feel like that feels such a, like such a weird thing to say. Like it doesn't feel, but it's true. Like, you know, the friends that I had even like first semester of uni versus the friends I have now, like the place I am in my life or like, cause I, I truly believe that your friends are like a reflection of you. They're a representation of you. Um, and if not, you know, very soon you will become like them and you will start to mirror them, you know? And so I feel as though with my um, development, like kind of coming in to myself and becoming like a more, like a person, you know, like morals, values, kind of like, I think that my friendships have grown more substantial. Um, and like, I've, I don't even, what you, that's not the question you asked. You said how, the way I've made friends. Um, the way I've made friends, but like the way it has stayed pretty much the same because I'm still in school, right? So it's like most of my friends are people like that I go to uni with or that know people that I go, like friends of friends of friends. That's kind of still like, how so the way hasn't really changed but like the quality has improved oh and like the depth of the relationships I guess has improved like I think I've really found like people you know but yeah it still answers the question because how's the way you've made friends change throughout the years like what you know what do you, what do you let guide you when you're making new friendships now it's these values and these morals um, kind of in the way that we weren't doing before. And I think one thing that kind of marks the big change in the way we make friends is the fact that we have more options now. You know, like when you grow up, you're kind of like with the people you're with, like that's it. Yeah. And especially when we like, you go to like relatively small schools, like that friend group of yours is your friend group. You like them or not, like that's your friend group. And yeah. so now you kind of grow up and you have the option, um, especially because like, it's not like in high school or like just grade school in general where you if you have a problem with them like you're gonna see them in every class like you have to dead that problem yeah. you know like you can't have problems with anyone for too long otherwise it's gonna follow you and every single one of your classes for me I'm in uni like we're t- there's there are hundreds of classes for me to take a semester like worst case scenario I change classes and you'll probably never no, see me again like that's the really crazy thing about like being an adult it's that you literally do not need to see anybody. Like I, no could, one. Like I could literally stay realistically. Like if I didn't like work or whatever, I could stay in my room for weeks at a time, and like that wouldn't be anybody's problem, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, or even if I did go out, even if I did go class, that doesn't guarantee that I see someone that I know. That doesn't guarantee like I'll hang out with a friend. Like it just means like like I could literally go to school and come home. And just like, like that's and, it. 
that's the thing about like adult relationships because you have now to now you have to like make the choice now you have to like actively put in the effort like if i choose to never see you again i will never see you again i will never see people it's really just like you would think they died like i you you will never see them again and i think that's like the best thing for me because like i went to high school middle school it was really small tight-knit clique-like you know, the type of, if you make one person mad, basically the whole grade's mad at you. Like it was those types of groups. And so now like I grow up and I get to be really, really intentional with my friends. Like I get to learn about myself through my friendships. Cause before it was just like making friends because you absolutely want to belong somewhere. But now it's like making friends because you get the opportunity to learn more about yourself. There are people who actually have your back. Like you have a community kind of based on those friendships as well. And you actually get to, you know, be better. Like there are people who push you to be better. There are people who watch over you, people who, you know, hold on to you when life gets rough. So it's really nice to have those sorts of like actual like foundations versus when you're younger and it's just like, oh, we're friends because we have to, but every day she talks shit about me and she sabotages me and she's plotting it for my demise, you know. I like, I love my friends so much. Hi, all my friends who are listening, because my friends listen to the podcast. Hi, friends. I love my friends so much. And it's like, I think that the key to like finding good friends is not necessarily to be picky, but it's like to not be afraid of solitude. Because as you were saying, like a lot of the time in high school, like humans are social creatures, like you talk to people because it's like it's kind of the lesser of two evils you know it's either I talk to no one or I'm friends with these people you know Mm -hmm. and so you like force yourself to like be a certain person or to behave a certain way but I think it's like once I grew out of that because first semester uni I was still kind of into that that's why I was hanging around a lot of people um oh y'all for y'all that did not see she pointed at her palm palm colored folk (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with the palm colored, you know, shout out to y'all. Um, but like first semester, like the pe- and they're still they're nice people because I think some of them listen to the podcast. Hi, they're they're nice people, but it wasn't like they weren't like my people, you know. Like every time I hung out with them, like I kind of felt out of place. I kind of felt a bit awkward, and I still kept forcing myself to go because I was like Emily, you know, the university experience. You need to be going out every night. You, we would do like four day weekends like the weekend starts on Thursday from Thursday to Sunday like that is the weekend it was wake up in the morning like people are drunk at 12 people are high at one and they just like go throughout their days like that and so it's like when you're friends with people like that and like those are the only because those were the only kind of people it was like the majority of people in my res that I knew who kind of start falling down that rabbit hole of like well if they're doing that and that's cool and that's fun let me do that as well you know and then I met my bestie um, and he kind of pulled me out of that. So it's like, we would just hang out together, you know? And it's like, yeah, we weren't doing like college stuff, but it's like, we would have more fun together than with people, than like pretending to be something we weren't around people we weren't hundred percent comfortable with. Like, like my friend, like he really taught me like, you can be by yourself and you can be comfortable. Like you should be comfortable being alone. Like there's nothing wrong with like chilling in your room. There's nothing wrong with like not going out every day if that's not the thing you want to do. And I think that it's like, especially with social media, we constantly are pressured to be living like 
the best life, you know, to be doing the absolute most. And it's like, that can force us into like relationships that we don't necessarily want to be in because we want to live a certain lifestyle that's portrayed, you know, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think that kind of learning to be comfortable because once you're comfortable with yourself and like, you know, that you're a good person and you know, the things that you have to offer as a friend, I think you become less like quote unquote desperate, if that makes sense for friends. Oh, like, true. Is this is desperate the right word? I don't know if that like I wouldn't I don't know I, I don't know if desperate the right that that is the word I would use but I don't know if it's the right word because it's like even as myself like when I graduated high school suddenly I just like didn't have to be with anyone anymore and I just chose not to be with a lot of people and it was a really like weird transition because I suddenly went from having like a lot of friends quote unquote to having like a couple friends you know to having like a few friends and to this day that's kind of my condition like I'm I have a few friends but it's like people that I love a lot and people that I put a lot of my time in and I realized over time that I don't I don't necessarily perceive myself as someone who has the energy to have that sort of relationship with a lot of people um and so the people that I do have that relationship with I cherish a lot and I care about a lot and I love a lot and I think like it's true. Like when you do get to understand when you become like, when you get to understand like who you are, what you have to offer. And when you start like realizing that you have a life, like you are a person, like you're a full fledged human being with a life and a future and aspirations that you should cater to. And you should, you know, water and care about, like you stop wanting to be side characters in other people's lives you know, like you stop being so like motivated by wanting so badly to be relevant to Katie because Katie knows all the cool things or Katie's like super whatever, you know, like you start actually taking care of you. You start, you know, main character energy, actually acting like your life is, you're the main character of your own life. Like no one's going to tend to your life more than yourself. So you might as well. Yeah. Like, I think that's been like a bit of a hard transition for me. Like the transition from high school friendships to adult friendships because high school friendships is you tell each other everything all the time because you would see each other 24 7 you know so it's like you knew a hundred percent of what was going on in this person's life all the time always always talking bro I haven't seen my best friend we live in the same city it a one bus away I have not seen that man in like a month like and like it's because we both have like lives you know, people have things to do. Like people are working, people are interning, people are taking classes. And it's like, it's literally not possible to see each other all the time. And so I feel like um, growth in friendships is also not necessarily conflating like time spent together with like love or, you know, time spent together with, you know, care, um, attention and things of that nature. Because obviously I still love my friends, but it's like, you literally sometimes you, you literally cannot see each other every day and like even me like I'm trying like I'm struggling with that a little bit you know but I'm growing and I think what you said about you know not being like a side character in other people's lives really encapsulates that because you might be hindered by your friends okay hear me out y'all not that your friends are burdens but it's like 
if you are constantly just trying to be in spaces because your friends are in them, then you might like stop yourself from pursuing things that your friends aren't in, even if you might really mm-hmm. like them. Mm-hmm. So if you really like you at model UN and none of your friends are good doing it and you're like, oh, well, I guess I won't do it because I don't know anybody else doing it. You know, that's you hindering yourself. If you only yeah. want to place yourself like, and I get it, it's scary to be space where you don't know anybody, but it's like, at the end of the day, you can't spend your entire life like waiting after somebody, waiting on like, people or expecting mm-hmm. the people, you know, like because all of, most of my friends here are STEM majors. If I was waiting for people to like <laughs> all of my friends to just do what I did, I would. Where, where, what would I do? You wouldn't be doing anything like internship. No, no. Like, I don't know. So no, as that's... like be the main character in your own life. And then that doesn't necessarily mean, and being the main character in your own life means that like, you have to spend time with yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you can't be a main character. Like it's true. Some people cannot stand the thought of being like alone by themselves. Like the thought of just being on your own and enjoying yourself is a like foreign concept to them. And even I thought for the longest time that I enjoyed being alone because I did it so much, but I realized that that wasn't actually true. And it's only recently that I've actually like sat down and started to enjoy being by myself. Cause for the longest time I would long for like, um, cause when I wasn't having, when I didn't have solid friendships, I would long for solid friendships. When I didn't have, like, when I wasn't involved with anyone romantically, I would long to be involved with people romantically. I would always long to connect with people when I was by myself. And I would never just like appreciate the moment of being by myself when I was by myself. And it's only recently that I've been, that I've been putting myself in the position to do that. And I think learning about myself throughout that process has also forced me to kind of look into how my friendships shape who I am because like when I started dating you know it's always like oh attachment styles love languages xyz you know learning about yourself through romantic relationships but we never do that for friendships and recently I realized that like there's actually a lot of those same dynamics in my friendships I just don't really pay attention to them or I wasn't putting myself in a position where I was as invested in my friendships as I was in my romantic relationship. So I couldn't even see them, but like the attachment styles conversation that applies to friendships as well. The concept of repairing after arguments, the concept of accountability, the concept of, you know, having conversations, hashing things out, having healthy communication styles. That's not something that's reserved for romantic relationships or finding your husband. That's something that's reserved that you can actually have for friendships as well. And that's, that was like my biggest learning experience in like the concept of friendships as an adult, realizing that like they're just as important to invest in as romantic relationships. I totally agree um, with what you just said. And then I wanted to like go back to something that you said a bit earlier about like you not having the energy to like entertain or to have multiple serious friendships. And I have this friend, I have a friend, and she's also listening to this podcast, hi friend, who like, she is the type of person, like, she can meet you once and remember everything about you. She'll remember your birthday. She'll remember if you have siblings. She'll remember, bro, I can meet someone five times and not remember their name. Like, I, and so I think once again, it literally comes down to like, 
knowing yourself because for her having like a lot of friends you know or like always like that's just like the way she likes to be you know that is like her truest that's the truest version of herself right me personally I can't text people every day I'm so sorry like no I cannot be like because you know how even people do snap streaks I can't like I don't text people like I can text you every day but it won't be like constant like I won't be doing like the back and forth back and forth what are you doing I don't care what you're doing I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm not doing that all day so like even building new friendships at the beginning for me is very difficult if we're not like if we don't like that's why like the my dynamic of how I make friends has stayed like pretty much the same like I still meet people at school in activities whatever because like if I don't see you on a regular basis I really don't have the like drive the motivation to just text people out of the blue hey let's hang out oh what are you doing right now oh da, 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 da. how did you feel about xyz one because i don't care two because i just feel like it's embarrassing i don't know why like for me making new friends just feels embarrassing because it's like it's not but i feel like it feels like a stalking it feels like the talking stage what's exa- your favorite color bro, how many siblings do you have color? how do you feel about the friendship talking stage like before, like we actually know where we stand, like what we can and cannot say to each other, like how our dynamic 100% is. So like, yeah, talking to I me mean, personally, that's not my life, but shout out to the extroverts who can do that and do that on a regular basis. Oh my God. Y'all, y'all stay extremely safe. I'm proud of y'all. Um, yeah. Like people who can, you know, and I used to envy people who like had thousands of people to talk to all the time i used to envy people who would turn on their phone and there was always like five yes. notifications no matter when even if they turned it off and turned it right back on there would be five new notifications and i used to envy people like that that would have to like that would be on snapchat scrolling down and there'd be like yeah. unopened oh messages God. non-stop yeah i used to envy that until i realized i can't even like i don't have the energy for that i can't do it i People's literally can't and i forget to respond to people i literally lit emily literally and I, I just, like I cannot do it I am incapable I was literally telling you the other day like I struggle with like responding to messages or remembering I'll literally be on the whole app where my messages are at and I'll forget that there are messages on Bro, there. like I'll see the message and I'll think of a reply and then I just won't send and then it I'll forget I'm, like not even thinking to reply you know or I'll, I can literally be like halfway through sending a message slight distraction I'm done and I'm you're done. not getting another <laughs> And, and then I see, and like, in four hours, I'm like, hmm, why hasn't person texted me back? And I see draft. <laughs> and I was like, oops. Yeah. And so it's like, I realized I actually don't have the energy. I don't have the time. And to me, 200 days snap streaks are not significant enough for me to be pouring my energy into it. Sending you an S every day oh and night God. Every day is not my ministry picture. girl I, it's not I my ministry and i don't like i won't feel like our, i'm sustaining our friendship because i'm sending you pictures of no, my eyes says, or my no, ceiling like, or my forehead mean like we're not 12 exactly. like what does having a like like what like what is the i mean if it fills your cup it fills your cup you know but um yeah like I feel like the kind of person I am also plays a big role in the kind of people I attract. And that's a funny thing, actually. Like, I always see those videos of people who are like, I only attract people that are jealous of me. I only attract people who are messy. I only attract people who want to fight and who want to steal my man. I don't trust women like that. I'm so sorry. You're messy. 
you're jealous i'm sorry but when you always attract the same people again and again and again there's never any internal looking inward like there's never a point where you sit down and you're like maybe i'm the messy bitch i also believe that it's like it's very easy to spot like i feel like you can't because i've seen girls post like oh when a girl tells you oh that you're pretty and she wants to be friends that like beware of those and i'm like okay so y'all see the signs so it's like, if you get into a friendship with someone, someone being jealous of you is not very easily concealable. Like, I don't think jealousy is a thing that, pe- you know, especially like when it's like to the point where you're making like videos about it, you're talking about, oh, I had this one friend. And it's like, why, you know, like, cause you clearly wanted something out of that friendship as well, I think. I think those relate, those friendships are like, there's a lot of transactional friendships. I think a lot of very, um, what's the word? Um, Mainstream, the the girls who fit the mainstream beauty standard, when you see five, six of them who look the exact same, sometimes they're friends. I'm saying contract because y'all like you don't like each other like every time you make a tiktok with somebody side eyeing somebody someone hitting somebody out of the way someone making a joke about someone's dead mom like it's just someone's dead mom and then you're gonna go two months from now and be like oh i had such a toxic friendship you were there because they were pretty and y'all could get free drinks at the club you were there because y'all were pretty and you could get free trips to wherever the people revolve send people like that's the thing like People will be like, oh, I only attract X, Y, Z. But then they'll also like be literal magnets to that kind of behavior. I only attract girls that want to, you know, party and drink all the time. But you yourself only party and drink. Is that not what you do? Is that not your IG? Is that not your You have literally no life aspirations and you only go party and drink. Like, how are you then going to be mad? That's all you, yes, that's all you attract. You only go to the club. Like, you know, you do you go to clubs? Do you go to book club? Do you read? You do, do you do anything besides doing those things to be meeting people who don't do those things? And so it always like, it always boggles my mind. Women are like, oh, women are only jealous of me. You only remain in spaces. Also, we're not. I, listen, I also don't believe people when they say that. Well, like sometimes no. it's true, but like. I think that it's true in the sense that they only entertain women that are more likely to be jealous of them I feel like those are the only women like if they met someone that felt like that had like self-esteem like a decent amount of mm, self-esteem someone who was like and, prettier than them or like confident or someone that like not even like conventionally prettier than them someone that simply believed in themselves and like had like confidence in, in their sauce. own beauty you know that had confidence in their own beauty they would not be friends with them you know, like they, I feel like they actively seek out people who are insecure and who don't believe in themselves and who feel like the need to go constantly seek out like validation or whatever the fuck it is that they want from that person. And then they're mad when that person's jealous of them, like obviously. Yeah, like they specifically curate their friend groups to breed jealousy and are surprised when that's the result that's yielded. Like, hello, hello, you mix, what's what's what are those colors? Is it bleu, rouge, et jaune? Anyways. It's like you mix colors together. You mix all the colors together. You get brown. You're like, oh, don't be, don't be dumb. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just don't really believe that that many women get into friendships and are just like extremely jealous of their friends because it's like, 
are jealous to the point of like actively disliking their friends because that's so much effort no yeah that is a lot so much effort and I feel like oftentimes people portray like female friendships that way when it's like not the case like your friend can be prettier than you and you don't give like I have friends who are prettier than me like I don't know what to tell. like is it like I sit every day I'm crying ah you know I wish I looked like x person yes I'm fuming I'm praying on her downfall I rip out her eyelash like what the fuck like I just and every time like I don't know and then people don't help like whenever you see a tiktok and it'll be like two friends. It'll be one conventionally attractive one, one not conventionally attractive one. The comments will be like, ah, oh, this one's a 10. Ah, oh, one pretty best friend. Ah, oh, or I never seen two pretty best friends, you know? Like, and it's like, why do y'all care so much about like why do friends need to be mm, theory? Wait, this is like a bit of a tangent. I was going to say, why do friends need to be the same level of attractiveness? But I also have a theory that you don't make friends with ugly people. Well, I guess like that kind of counters what we said before, but about like someone making friends with someone just to breed jealousy. But in that case, I don't think the person that they no, make that's friends different. with is ugly. I just think they might be like a bit less attractive. But I personally think that no one makes friends with people that they like would look at and consider ugly if the, the circumstance isn't forced, right? So for example, if me and person X that I don't find attractive or that I find ugly are placed in like a group project and then like we get along super well, da, 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 super fun time, okay, we might become friends. But if me and person X see each other from across the class, why would I go talk to you? Like if I don't, like I genuinely believe that every single friend that you have like in your head, you think of the Rolodex of your friends, no one's going to think that their friends are ugly. And just I agree. you don't want to go talk to ugly people. I agree in the sense, I agree, but a, a bit differently. I think that even if you didn't find your friend to be like conventionally attractive at first, I feel like over time, like the attraction comes eventually. Like I feel like even yeah. though you're not, well, you're not attracted to your friend, but I yeah. think like at some point you start like finding your friend beautiful. You start like seeing that your friend, like my friend is a beautiful person. My friend is a catch. Like, I mean, cause in my mind, it's like, why would you be friends with someone otherwise? Like you think their personality is ugly. You think they're ugly. Like they have like, like what do you see in them? I guess, but not cause it's a bit complicated cause you're not dating them. Right. But it's still like, okay, they have a personality that you don't find attractive or that isn't like that I mean, if they have any- a personality you'll find track, that's not your friend. That's out. out yeah, like, Unless you you're a- doing, once again, the social contracts, trying to get popular, whatever, whatever. But, you know, and then like, and I feel like, well, personally, that adds a lot to like how you look, like having a fantastic personality and me being friends with you. Um, do you feel, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say like, do you ever feel like you're in competition with your friends? Because a lot of like men, I guess, or a lot, yeah, like whenever like you go out with your friends, like a lot of people depict that as kind of like a competition, kind of like or who can like pull the most, or like who's the prettiest, or like who da da da. Like, do you ever feel like you're competing with your friends? No, because I'm kind of honest with myself about like how everybody kind of like ranks on a societal basis. Like, I know mm-hmm. what I know, like what kind of attention I get when I go out I know what kind of attention the people I'm friends with get when they go out like it's not a competition it's just like 
I don't know, everyday interactions? Like, why am I competing? And what's like, competing why am I for? fighting? I'm not fighting for these men. I'm not fighting like, yeah, for these exactly. men. Yeah, exactly. Like, what am I competing for? These niggas on set for, exactly. all fighting in the streets. And that's the thing, like, fighting for. exactly. Like, what are you actually like, like, what is the, like, what do you gain that's actually so valuable that it's worth like losing a friendship over to the point that you're out here? Like, oh my gosh, that guy who he grabbed my friend's ass. Is that uh, like, really like, that ass. He barked at me. <laughs> like, like why wasn't he barking at me? Why wasn't bro, he calling me a hot mama? Like, do better. How could someone walk in the street and you're yelling on a mat of Kia's <laughs> balsam? What the fuck? y'all are weird dog y'all are weird boy like (laughs) (laughs) no no y'all are very interesting but honestly like even media media especially like adds to it when we talk about like insecure for example these women are in their late 20s early 30s they're not friends molly and isa are not friends like it's the sunken costs she Issa? no it was actually dead ass sunken cause because molly, molly mistreated that girl mistreated molly that girl Issa. over a man that left her mistreated that girl molly hates isa molly and isa's personalities are so uncompatible i Incredibly. do not even know how they like because logically they should not even be able to like stand in the same room no. let alone be best friend like <laughs> no because they're very like even in the, especially in like the first season, straight right off the bat, couple episodes in, they are so rude to each other. And not just Molly and Issa, the other two girls too, very rude to no, each other. No, that whole group doesn't need to be friends. Like it's, it's very- They're just so mean. The other two out of friends like, say it together. Is vicious. We could maybe, the other Kelly and that light-skinned girl's name could maybe Tiffany. be friends. Tiffany, they could maybe be friends. Maybe all four- no like, like tiffany no and kelly were nice to each other but with no molly and isa mean just straight up mean just straight <laughs> evil they isa were would throw jabs at molly left right said you can't keep a man oh molly would talk shit about isa's career her life choices her job like all they the time did not support it's like each other in any aspects it's like molly literally depended on isa constantly being down like molly did not feel grounded so long if she wasn't stepping on isa the second any type of positivity comes isa's way molly is ms molly is upset she's sad she's sabotaging when she can sabotage it like that's the thing too because she would spend all her time being like you're always working these dead jobs always dating these trash men but when she gets up it's like why are you trying to get me to help you why do you want me to help you you want me to help you get Vince Staples why do you want me to help you get her to that no that pissed me off that whole we're not gonna that arc was the like the most if that was I would have never spoken to you again how can your boyfriend have a connect that can literally help me for something that you see it's kind of like the same thing as that um am i the asshole whatever you see someone working on something so hard and you can literally do the small the most small. bare bones small. thing to help them oh but my boundaries and see oh, that's but a- my boundaries and the thing too is that she would not have known had her boyfriend not mentioned it to her so clearly it had no effect and what happened- Clearly, it bothered nobody. It, he didn't. Andrew didn't care if Andrew, because if 
if your argument was, like, was even oh, Andrew nice. would not want to, if Andrew would not want to, you know, he doesn't want to do work outside of that. Da, 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 da. He didn't give a fuck. He literally did not. Because it would my best friend are the one hindered. No, honestly, people who are shitty to their friends, that's an absolute red flag. If I like, I'm surprised that they didn't make Andrew break up with her right then and there because that was actually such bizarre behavior. You're like 30. You're a 30 year old. You so nice. didn't have to ask you, Molly. You didn't have to ask you, Molly. She was being nice asking her. What do you mean? I have nice? his number in my phone, asked. Molly. I don't need to ask you for permission. She did not need to ask her. The thing is, you would have just assumed, like, if it was my situation, for example, and I needed to call your man for something, I would just call him. I had, if like, I have the number, I'm calling him. Why do I need to ask you? I would assume that you wouldn't want to sabotage me. Because Why? especially if it's like a business, like if it's strictly, like, I don't even need to it's call him. I can send business. him a work email. I can send him a work email. Like, so I can't. So because you're mad, because he's your man, disons, I'm getting married and your man makes wedding cakes. I can't no, commission it's... a wedding cake from him because y'all are in a like does that that doesn't that make e- sense that it's makes his job less sense that it's his job like it's his literal it's not like I'm asking a gardener to make a wedding cake you're asking a baker someone who's professional it it's his job it's not like you're asking him to call up his friends Vince Staples Vince he works like it's his job that's to do things like that for his bread it's and so, butter so that's why in my head I'm like what boundary did Issa cross by wanting Andrew's help because at like, the end of the day even if they even if she hadn't been dating Andrew and they just stayed friends Issa would have asked him Issa because that's literally what he does like that's literally just, his word people and it blowed me because people were blue it blew me people were agreeing people were on Twitter about some I mean yeah Issa crossed the line she should have talked to her man da, 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 da. talk to her man for her and job see that's her another thing I don't want to get due? into the way we act like our partners like belong to us like they're like our possession i don't want to get into I'm that i'm sorry my right rent, now, i don't want to live like, on the street my rent is due literally her entire event her entire event rested on vince staples being there everyone was coming for vince staples the entire success of the event depended on vince staples's presence She's like, no. And it's not you even like who's making fun of me for driving Uber, for doing Uber, for doing lifts, for doing dead end jobs. The thing that can get me out of the gutter. You're like, no. But see, and the thing is, Emily, even if like I was in a situation where you asking my man for help could cost me my relationship, is he that good a man in the first place? Is that your husband? Is that really your husband? To the point that my your 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 best even friend, if it is. best friend, even asking if it is for your help husband, is what breaks your relationship. Even if it is your husband and he absolutely refuses to help your friend for no reason, that's not your husband. Because why would that's he? Do not, that? That's not. Because why would he do that? Like, if my boyfriend, like, if my friend needed help, but like, suffer engineering stuff, and my boyfriend was like, nah, <laughs> nah, I'm good. What the? What like literally mean, uh, no reason this is Jacques, there's literally there's absolutely like not even like a oh i'm super busy oh da, 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 just straight da. up like i don't no, feel like it i just don't want to involve myself with your friends i would break up with them that doesn't make sense <laughs> no because how are you throwing away because if you're all together for sunken cost you might as well act like it you might as well act like it's you value so- this friendship at least a bit because so, it's like they so and like I get that friendships go through like lulls and phases, but it's like you, know, like that. So you put in some effort. That's not, not like a that. low. That's not a low. That's you misbehaving. Act right. 
and I haven't watched much of Girlfriends, but I know it was like that with them too. Like for the little I did watch, that's what made it so hard. I need to watch that whole show. It's so hard to watch because they hate each other. Tony Child is actually the worst friend I've ever seen on television. In like, there was literally an episode where Joan's job asked her to like set up a charity auction, and Joan fucked something up, and then she had literally twenty four hours. She was scrambling. And she had all of her friends. She's like, everybody, like, I need you to do X, Y, Z. I need you to get X, Y, Z. I think she told Tony to get one thing. She didn't, so get, didn't get it. Because she was off on her own, whatever, whatever. And I was like, for me, my job? Like, you couldn't even, for my job? Like, I, no. Because obviously, friends have whatever, petty things, da, da, da. But it's like, someone's employment, someone's livelihood getting is literally on the, the street. Line. Like, you can put your shit aside for someone, like, about to get, if it, like, that doesn't like i don't know i don't know stuff concerning jobs just really because it's like personal stats happen but it's like typically once something bigger is like happens something more important you can put that shit to the side so it's like literally even if arguing okay my man can help you i know it's really important to you even though i'm beefing with you i don't want you to be poor literally just because we're fighting does not mean you fucking hate me Sister, like we can like, be fighting without you wanting my life to blow up like on your downfall like joan are you gonna keep watching it i can't i can't so no if y'all girlfriends get like for like a few seconds at one point what happened joan told okay so tony was cheating on her man okay joan accidentally told tony's man so he okay. broke up with her. Like, so jo- so Tony broke up, broke it off with the guy she was cheating on him with. So she broke it off with her side piece. And she's like, okay, I'm committed to this one guy. Joan accidentally told the one guy she decided to commit to. He broke up with her. You know what Tony did? Tony literally, so they then they took her on vacation to make her feel better. They took her to Jamaica. Da, 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 da. Tony left the Jamaica trip early, came back to Joan's house where Joan's man was literally laid on the couch in lingerie tried to seduce him for him to hook up with her did he no okay and now you look ridiculous and i was like like i saw tony on the couch for me i was like i literally cannot i literally and then literally she got up on the couch and then she was like you know she gave a look like bitch you know and i was like in Joan's house? In Joan's, in Joan's house. Joan was in Jamaica trying to make you feel better. You left the Jamaica <gasps> trip. Was in Jamaica with her? She, and she Joan came back early Maya from Jamaica to go lay on her couch and lingerie. Like, they no. all took her to Jamaica to make her feel better about the breakup, which no. is something they didn't even need to do because the breakup was warranted. You cheated on him. Yeah, you middle. cheated. <laughs> they took her to Jamaica to make her feel better. She left the trip early to come and lie on the couch to try to get Joan to get to sleep with her. And then Joan came back and opened the door. She was like, girl, what the fuck? <laughs> Tony. Did they continue to be friends after that? Somehow. It took like a while. But somehow they like patched it up. And then at the end, by the very end, they were not friends anymore because like Joan had her own downfall, you know. But. Wait, what? Joan had a downfall? Yeah, because Joan, like, she opened, like, a successful restaurant. She quit law. She opened up, like, a successful oh, restaurant. God. She tried to make a lot of money. Got to her head, you know. Oh. And 
she missed like something that was really important for Tony. What I find interesting is how Tony, Tony is literally the same person as Molly. Molly. You can do Issa, you can do Joan wrong so many times and they will always forgive you. But the second they do you dirty, it's phew. The second they do you dirty, it's like. They ghost. No, I can't. But that show is amazing. I watched it like two or three times. No, Girlfriends is very much, it's a show. It's, it's a so show. Hard to watch. It's so funny though. Because they're, they're so, so funny. fucking mean. They are like mean. I can't. I can't. Like, no, that's the kind of I don't know. But especially on girlfriends. I don't know if that happened a lot on girlfriends, but I don't remember even if it happened on Insecure, but the concept of kind of like leaving your friends behind for a man. Did that um, happen? Because I know girlfriends was Tony would do that. a man. Tony um, would do that. Tony, yeah. She literally I mean, first episode she was dating Joe's ex. So oh. <laughs> um and see i know there's this whole like progressive thinking about no. oh <laughs> can you me? this whole progressive thinking about oh exes don't belong to you exes aren't like your possession i don't know i just feel like there's just like there's i feel like there's too many people in the world i just feel like there's too many like i feel like the likelihood like- because like we said, if you don't want to ever see someone again, you're never going to see them again. So why are you like running into my ex to the point that you're out here canoodling? Getting it's like, close? how did that? Because, okay, because I saw a TikTok that was like, oh, if you and your ex broke up on good terms, there should be no problem with your friend dating them. Because like, if you and your ex was broke it up on Pierre good terms, Fleury? I don't know. But okay, if y'all broke cause... up on good terms, that just means that like, it wasn't your person. And then that's okay. And like, yeah. But like I just the thing is like I think I could I think if me and that my ex broke up like oh I think if it was a long time ago and if we broke up on good terms I think those are like the two like so yeah. if we broke up like four years ago and it was easy and y'all meet again sure if I broke up with that man six months ago and he did me dirt why the fuck you demonic bitch you broke up with my <laughs> man six months ago like you know and so it's and you're like, jumping at it if you broke up six months ago and we end on good terms and y'all start dating immediately it's like we're so the entire time you were dating you were just praying on my downfall the entire <laughs> time you were dating he was praying you you were praying him y'all were praying each other and no one thought to inform me like that's what it's giving like when it's really close proximity it's literally looking like we were waiting for it the looks breakup. Too, it looks it's too very intentional. Suspicious. Because it's even so, if, like, even if my man wasn't, like, interested in her, maybe he didn't get to know her or something, but then, like, she's jumping up in his DMs, like, that's too intentional. That yeah. feels too intentional. It feels like you're conspiring against me because why this one man? We live in a big city, babes. There are many women in the world. Why but, my, like, why, well, not my man, but why this one man? You get what I mean? Because how many men great. do we- If he was that great, we'd still be together. He, yeah, like because if we because if there were because there's so many men in this world that we see that we might be interested in that we don't pursue there's so many men in this world that i look at i'm like hmm and i don't pursue them so why him why pursue that specific person why is that the person that you have to jump up fences run track run up Especially the hurdles if, for like my friend pursues him because it's like my ex doesn't really own me anything because that's my ex but like my friend like why you are you sliding into a hit Side eye. Side eye, nigga. Side eye. I would be very suspicious. I would be very suspicious. 
no that's suspicious behavior but i know it's like a very like yeah like if it happened uh if you broke up like a long ass time ago honestly even if we broke up on like not so great terms if i healed from the situation and i've moved on from it it's like okay no it's like (laughs) because no because it's like my friend like if you were there i was crying to you it's we like even if i've healed even if i'm married like bro it's like i was talking to you about the trauma this nigga inflicted on me and you go and carry your head and go the ugh and then because especially because it's like girls will be like i'm better than your ex what does that mean your ex is me what does that mean because you know how there's like oh she couldn't we can't both be your type you know oh i'm prettier than your ex are you are you now no because like because you could never talk shit about his ex because his ex is your friend i mean i don't talk shit about people's exes in the first place i don't know though no, but it's I never like exes, in but still my like, genre, i personally think that it's like when you break up like in a relationship it's like you like move on to someone that's like better you know mm. so it's like you're better than your friend i wouldn't necessarily say better i would say like better for you in the moment in time because like if three years passed for example let's say like let's say three years passed right he's probably gonna change like he's probably gonna be a different person so i can date him if you dated him i'd be like what i'd be kind of concerned exactly no no i'd be concerned in the sense that like what do you see in him like you like you heard the shit like you like what do you see in him like worried about you are you okay are your standards okay but other than that it would become like i don't know like that's not my man like i'm not tied to this person like i don't no, obviously it's like, not my man sure. but it's like i think it's i feel it i feel it's weird that you could comfortably do that you know after hearing someone Definitely. like cry about it talk about it help that person work through their problems oh y'all can save the relationship if you do xyz <laughs> Think, oh say the relationship fight for your relationship fight for your man and then yeah yeah and then i see it's it like, in that sense Jean, maybe he's changed as a purpose and cool but it's like i don't think i would ever be comfortable doing that no matter mm. even if he's become like the greatest man on earth whatever it's like there's not only one person who behaves like that like that's the thing too that's the thing too because i think like like why does my soulmate like, need to be your ex like not oh well it also depends on whether or not I believe in soulmates because I don't. I think like you could just find someone that's compatible enough with you. And there are thousands of people like that that exist in the world. And that's why like for your man, like your person, my person to be my ex, it's like, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of men that act like him. I would not go to the wedding. Keep looking. Keep looking. I would not I'm... go to the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like You're I not see done. stuff and it's like, oh, my ex married like my sister. And I'm like, pardon? I that's excessive not my would sister stay home. <laughs> I not would my sister i would never go visit those children uh that's so bizarre because my sister and i we look alike like we grew up in the same household like what it's so like it's so aggy like it's just hmm. that kind of stuff just makes me like uneasy because <laughs> then, no. then like every time i look at y'all i'm literally just gonna be thinking oh me and him did x me and him did y we went here maybe i guess if you're 100 over the person maybe not but yeah that's kind of what i envision like i just envision myself being 100 i'm thinking of him. like if you dated like like what would you say like i don't care if you dated like <laughs> but that's also because once again we ended on like yeah y'all ended on bizarre terms bizarre terms those terms um, are bizarre but like it was like high school stuff so it's like yeah it was high school but that's the thing too that's what i'm thinking like you're at a different phase of your life 
And so it's like the guy you were dating freshman year, freshman year for like six months, you know, now that you're 27, are you going to be mad if your girl's that's like fair. married? See, that's what him? I'm saying. Like, if there's like time that's passed, then it's fine because I'm definitely, inshallah, I'm, still, I'm not going to be on this nigga in like Jesus, can you, God forbid, God, for, inshallah, bro. I saw him thinking about so that nigga. For you. That would be so sad. I would be so but it's like, um, genre, yeah, like if I'm completely over the person, I still think it was weird for you to date someone that did your friend dirty. But if your friend is completely over them, like, you know, like you can do mm-hmm. it. Like, I wouldn't be comfortable with it. But like, I He's- see why people like, not allow it because you don't you don't control other people's actions but it's like why they're like okay, why it doesn't like cost strain their friendship yeah like i i would be only weirded out in the sense that like you kind of used my friend as a stepping stone to become a, becoming a better person like you had to like destroy exactly. my friend so, like you had to squash up into self-esteem like, to get to the point that you are that. right now like to being the person that you are right now and you're compatible with like part of that part of you being who you are came from like causing extreme pain to my friend and i heard it and i saw it literally like at 3 a.m hearing the girl sob on the phone and that's how you became the man that you are today (laughs) and oh this is my husband he would never hurt me yeah because he hurt me you know like you (laughs) y'all do what you want personally if you're my friend I don't feel like it happens commonly enough for it to be something that I'm worried about. Actually, no, because a lot of them um, in high school, a lot of people would date. Okay, yeah, that's high school, though. Like, we're literally. But I think that's the same, some of the same dynamics apply to like some uni. Oh, in my first year, res, people were, everyone was fucking, every, like, people would know, like, it was friend groups and people would talk about, like, people would hook up with the same people and talk about it and it didn't find it like, weird and then they would get into relationships with the people that their friends hooked up with and that's I'm actually like, like that's and actually like, like actually a thing yeah. no, no no that's actually a thing like I saw that even in high school like there was kind of like a group of like a proper like maybe 10 people and they were kind of just date each other yeah and they was just like not a problem like everyone was just kind and of no change, like interchanging like, <laughs> you just kind yeah, of like in my high school it happened that too like people would cheat people would like do whatever and like they would like every Swap. Like over the span of the four years, everyone like dated that dated one. Everyone. Like all the girls dated all of that at least once. There was some type of interaction mingling there, so it happens. Not in my friend group though. Y'all be extremely safe. Y'all be very easy. <laughs> like um, I, I cannot relate. I mean, y'all let us know. Like in our DMs, comments, whatever. Do y'all do that? Like. Just how do you guys like, feel like yeah how does that know. make you feel like dating your friend's ex or having your like, friend you date like care? your ex like, how, like, and like just, how long was it how long was it like because in high school it would be fresh like people would break up and like two months later they'd be dating like hey, their friend's ex no and but at the same so, time like the emotional investment like how emotionally invested were you in that relationship in the first place for teenager, that to be like you heard have you heard you've heard the sour album emotions are very strong god it's brutal out here (laughs) over what's that nigga's name josh and that that is a zomboy that ugly ass nigga a whole album teenage emotions are and he didn't even do anything he literally just moved on moved on like teenage emotions are strong so it's like y'all could be together for like three months and y'all 
sobbing. Yeah. But back to kind of like the insecure and girlfriends, I feel like you see a lot of situations where they tolerate things from men that they don't from friends. Like that concept of like, you'll let your man get away with more shit. Like your man's going to cheat on you like five times and you'll still be sticking there. But if your friend says, like if your friend literally says one thing about your man, yeah you're cutting them off actually i have a story about that i was sorry oh do i want to share the story this is not my story oh this is not my story share and take names out (laughs) so i knew some people um basically a girl was friend um not friend she was dating this guy right and um at some point oh i told you this um about how at some point like her and her best friend well, she was dating this guy and she had her best friend. And at some point, um, the guy was caught sending dick pics to the best friend because the best friend was told to um, do like a loyalty test. And the guy ended up failing. <laughs> he failed. Mind you, it's not even like she used like an anonymous account. Like she straight up said, it's me. Let's fuck. And he's like, cool. Sending pictures of his penis. <laughs> Men will tell him for y'all mm, like broad day broad day and but also i feel like if you need to do a loyalty test on your man break up with him yeah break up with i mean look that because, was chaotic but yeah that was any, anyways yeah the relationship was chaotic very chaotic their friendship ended because um the girl who was dating the guy the girlfriend was on the phone with him at a party the whole time and her friend was like, oh, she's always hanging out with him. She never hangs out with me, you know, and she was saying like how she missed her friend and the girlfriend interpreted her that as her talking shit about her man. So she came and she's like, what are you saying about my man? And she's like, oh, I'm just saying you're always spending time with him. They got in a fight in a basement party. Um, a physical fight or an argument? I'm pretty sure it was a, it was a physical fight. I'm pretty Stop sure it, was a physical, it. Like someone filmed it. And <gasps> um, Yeah. It was a whole thing. Their friendship ended then and there over a man. Later on, they broke up. That man was cheating, definitely. Yeah. Um, scam, scam. Yeah. Um, she was scamming for that man. Scammed me for that man. <laughs> why I don't talk to her. <laughs> but... As you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can truly enjoy this podcast unless you actually know it's personally. <laughs> you cannot truly enjoy this podcast. Y'all might as well become our friends if you want to truly enjoy this podcast as I should. My bad. But um yeah, like people will literally let their man stomp on them day in, day out. And, and then, then want to enforce friend- rated boundaries when it comes to their besties. Like exactly. interesting place to draw a line. But I actually think, I actually think that the issue is that people give, well, not the issue, but I think one of the issues is that people give their partners more opportunity to fix their mistakes and their friends. I think sometimes people will let their friends fuck up and not tell them that they fucked up. And then they'll kind of like compile this like list of fuck ups that they don't tell their friends about and they blow up on them versus with their man. The minute he does something like you tell him and you give him the opportunity to be better. I think, as you said, men don't extend women that same grace, first of all. It's a woman. They don't. Women, men, men, a girl, (laughs) if you cheat on your boyfriend, he will leave you. If a man cheats on his girlfriend for some reason, 
put that some shit on billboards. Some people might stay. Like, a girl could look at her man wrong and he will leave. Um, but <laughs> men do not extend women any type of race. Point being, I think that goes back to what you said about, like, kind of the way we perceive our friendships. I think that relationships, at least for women, young women are perceived as more important than friendships because it's like a relationship um, in a heterosexual context can lead to marriage. And of course, for young women, marriage is the prize, right? So it's like, yeah. cool, your friends are your friends, but are your friends going to marry you? Are your friends going to give you kids? Are your friends going to buy you a house? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are you building a family with your friends? You're not. So it's seen as like, your friends are replaceable, but your boyfriend, quote unquote, your husband, the person that you're building with is not. And so you give him more grace because you don't want to have to restart all those building blocks with another person because a woman, I'm going into like a tangent, but like a woman's currency is her youth, her beauty, et cetera, et cetera. I've been with this man for four years and he keeps doing things that fuck up. I'm four years in. I will not get those four years back. I will not be as young as I was four years ago. I... I'm still out here getting cuter at whatever Jack Harlow said I'm (laughs) like but it's like especially like when you're getting older it's like you lose like time and so you don't want to have wasted four five ten years with a man yes um god forbid god forbid god forbid praying for all my sisters out there in long-term nowhere relationships praying for (laughs) y'all um desert relationships so no, I never have seen me and my friend. No future in sight. Um, but yeah, so it's like you don't want to have spent 10 years with this man. Sometimes people even have kids, you don't want to have you know sunken costs once again. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have done all that for nothing. You know, had no ring, no marriage, no house. What do you have? What did you waste all that time for? You know, where mm-hmm. it says like a friend's, oh, I can make friends anywhere. I can go to the office and make friends. I can make friends at work. I can walk in the street, walk into a coffee shop and make a friend, you know. Even if you don't have friends, you have a man. You have exactly who needs who needs friends when you have a man who needs friends when you have kids who needs friends when you know you have built this perfect life that you're supposed to live white picket fence all of that all of that who needs who needs friends and so I think as like that's why people are kind of more or less lenient I guess with their friends because they see it as like it's not a necessity it's an option you know you don't need these people in your life you're not why they're fucking up like you're exactly. acting it's like you're fucking up bitch you're acting like you are a salaried employee you're part-time you can get fired <laughs> a week and you're fucking up like this i don't care get the kick rocks you know and so people like lose or women especially because men y'all be saying friends with the same niggas from birth because y'all on the other flip on the flip side y'all don't seem to hold your friends accountable for anything nothing but then flip side heterosexual women seem to sometimes like like friendships rotate relatively quickly and obviously not always it's not the case for everybody you know but it's like a lot of the time it like changes really fast and like they seem very volatile Mm -hmm. and I think that it's because like friendships once again I'm kind of repeating myself aren't prioritized like she'll be with her same ancient man for years decades not the friend who didn't come to your birthday dinner which birthday dinners i'm sorry tangent i think those are important i think because i seen like a tweet that was like oh i didn't go to my friend's birthday dinner if you stopped being friends with me and the reason she didn't go is literally because she didn't feel like it like listen i'm a birthday person that's so sad 
it's not like I'm a birthday person. I'm a celebration person. If any of my friends didn't come to my thing just because they didn't want to, I wouldn't want to be friends like with them. Exactly. Fuck? Like, why don't you want to celebrate with me? Why don't, why so don't my graduation, you're just going to stay in bed because you don't fucking feel like you it, wanna, bitch. Did my... I'm having a baby shower. Oh, I don't feel and, like, oh, it. like And then people would be like, oh, but if I don't come like, to your shit, if I don't come to any of your shit, because I don't feel like it, I you're going to have something to like, say. The comments are like, oh, girls are so fake. Like, you know, girls are so like focused on the wrong thing. But I think that says What's a lot. What's the right thing? Like, I think what, that what says else a lot. I, like, you're not exactly showing like, up for me. So what, if you're not showing up at a birthday dinner, what are you a dinner where you eat food, what will you be there for? You literally just put down the dinner is easy. Like, dude, there is easy. that's something you literally do every every weekend you're going out to eat why is it this weekend suddenly that you want to lay in bed forever like no, and that's the I, thing too because female relationships are seen as like placeholders because imagine your your man has like a birthday event you're not skipping that yeah. no matter how bad you're feeling you're not skipping that shit you'll be there you'll be there your man wants you to meet his mom you'll be there you'll be there you're not gonna skip dinner with mama with your future mother-in-law you know so like female friendships are just like placeholders like the thing you put in place because they become incredibly important when you're single right yeah when you're single they become the bane of your existence but when you're with a man suddenly you're ghosting and you don't exist and they make it seem like it's such a normal thing oh we're outside and my man called me and i'm supposed to go i'm gonna abandon my friend i'm gonna abandon my friends they bet why did you even go mean? out with me? Like, I saw this one post. It was a screenshot of a text. And this guy, um, his girlfriend went out. And he basically put, he basically, like, put a setup with, like, two candles and some food or whatever. And he's like, are you going to stay at Chanel's house? Or are you going to come hang out with me? Why would he do that? So you knew I was going out. Like, the one day so I weird. go out is when you decide to be romantic. To, to be romantic. That's so weird. The day I'm, I'm out with pack my... up the candles. You can do it the other day. Before. Like, you could have done it yesterday. You could have done it this the morning, day after this that. afternoon. That's Are you going to so keep weird. hanging out with Chanel? Like, the fact that I'm hanging out with my friends is a bad thing. Get a life. Why are you Literally. just sitting at home? trying to sabotage my friendships Not and women like, let it oh, happen when you're done over there you can come over here no are you gonna leave now and co- relax <laughs> are you keep hanging out with chanel like am i getting punished calm okay, down God. i think but, it's really weird oh sorry no go ahead like because as i've been like talking and thinking about it i think women like female friendships are simultaneously like not taken seriously but also like very so it's like Mm -hmm. in a guy's perspective female friendships aren't serious you know from a guy's perspective oh why do you care she didn't come to your birthday dinner why do you care she didn't get you a birthday gift why did you care about like you know because like I think guys see women female friendships as really like superficial and then I think that like because if I compare my friendships and my boyfriend's friendships, um, I think I'm always first time seeing boyfriend on the podcast. <laughs> Long like, pause. Um, I just think it's really like interesting because you were there when we were talking to them, like in the car. They're, like the way they interact. Nigga knows other. nothing. They literally know jack shit about each other but two girls that hate each other can literally tell you 
her grandmother's name, the name of her dog when she was four that died. Like we prioritize such interesting aspects of the person. And it's like female friendships seem like, at least for us, like when we're in them, they seem deeper than male friendships. For some reason, like they don't last as long. Like, I don't know how to explain that. Y'all like her, cause to me, like a birthday dinner absence is like a big deal. But for a guy, that's like superficial. So like they don't take that type of stuff seriously. But I feel like specific actions in female friendships, because women are, or let me not say that. A lot of <laughs> girls, a lot of women in friendships are passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like actions speak a lot in female friendships. So it's like even like one look. And so I think maybe that's why. Okay. It's, it's kind of going back on what I said earlier, but I think that this, that might be part of the reason why women's friendship lasts or female friendships last less long than male friendships. Because like, personally, like I tend to like analyze like everything. So it's like, as I said, one like dirty look, you know, one birthday dinner absence, one sly comment, and then you're already, already replaying scenes in your head. You're reevaluating, you're thinking, okay, what did this mean? Da, 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 da. Men rape men rape and, and then you'll just go they don't up. care they don't care mm-hmm. so it's like and maybe so then the question is are women right to look so deep into all of these things I guess so the question is it's like like to what extent do we like are we better at friendships be, like, yeah, like we, I guess to what extent should we take those things seriously you know so mm-hmm. so I guess my question is like do, do you think that like the longevity of women's relationships like hinges on the same things that like I said like those things could kind of like end the friendship and it's like do you think that like we are right to think that way know. or should those things like do those things really matter I guess is my question I think that we're all like bad at having healthy when it comes to like healthy relationships passive aggressiveness is not good (laughs) in any relationships and as women like we're taught to like be passive aggressive like the word I don't know where that even comes from but we're taught to be passive aggressive we're taught to just like give the sly comments and the side eyes and all that whereas men will just literally like a man could go bomb them all and he'll go back to his friends it'll be as if nothing happened you know and there's less like there's less personal accountability with men but at the same time I don't necessarily feel like there's as there's more personal personal accountability with women I think women just do less shit like women just don't like rape as much like if a guy cheats like no like because if a guy cheats on his wife and seven kids like no one's gonna say anything but if a girl cheats on her husband and seven kids like am i gonna stop being friends i'm not gonna stop being friends with you if you cheated on your man and seven kids like i'm you know like we don't necessarily we don't hold each other accountable when it comes to the things we do to other people you know but when it comes to the things we do to each other that's like really personal that's like that matters you know and i feel like men have like normalized neglect like men are just like because we're so used to having our feelings catered to we're used to being nurturing we're used to being this we're used to being that you know whereas men they'll literally be like oh I saw this tweet where someone's like oh my boy didn't show up to my wedding and it's all good he's my boy why isn't he showing up to your wedding like why is that an wedding? okay thing? 
you see stuff you know? like that it's like is it that men don't care enough or that we care too much i don't think we care too much i think we care about the wrong things but i don't think we care too much and i definitely think that men do a very horrible job at like being good to each other like catering to each other and that's why it blows me when men are like oh um no one cares about my mental health nobody cares about me and no one cares when I'm sad and only women are allowed to be sad because you would never go to your friends and be sad you know like your friends literally make it normal to fucking neglect you You could tell your friends you're depressed and they'll joke they'll make jokes about it for the next six months and they'll laugh at you you know like the neglect is very normal and there are literally no standards when it comes to like having friendships with men and they'll be friends just to belong to a group you know they'll be friends for the sake of not having to be alone because I don't know why for some reason men are just like I don't know I guess men because men aren't taught to like get their full fulfillment out of being with a woman outside of running her dry they're not really you know like they're taught like all the hard labor, the mental load and all that shit. You want someone to cook and clean for you. You want someone to hold all your burdens. You want someone to hold all your insecurities. That's a woman. But when you want to play and have fun, don't turn to that bitch. That's that's basically your mom. So you need to have friends to have people to belong. You know, someone you need to talk shit about your girlfriend about. Someone you need to, you know, relate with. And that's, I guess, where friends come in. Yeah, like, I just think it's funny. How, what's that fresh fit something? Fresh fit fun? I don't know. Um, is it not fresh fit well the first time I read it in my head I saw fresh fit fun and now I can uh, (laughs) never not I don't know what the name of the actual podcast is and I won't learn um he was making a video and he said oh like women talk about wanting emotional vulnerability in a guy but it's like if you cry in front of your girl she'll leave you and I'm like but even if she did whose fault is that right not saying that it's right, you know, women be sensitive to your man's emotional needs, obviously very important. Patriarchy, whose fault is it? A man can't cry in front of his girlfriend without both of them feeling uncomfortable. Who did that? That was not women waking up one day and being like, man, if you cry, you're weak. Y'all, like, I just, yes, I feel sympathy because, oh, or when they do the, the only time a man gets flowers at his funeral. Nigga, did you ask for flowers? Like, you- <laughs> You literally like, never ask. <laughs> and then not like- once have I seen a tweet of a man being like, I want flowers. Women will vocalize, will be loud about what they want every single day, and men will actively ignore it. But women are supposed to- read your mind read and the thing is they don't read. want flowers they don't they want don't. flowers they don't they don't they just flowers. don't want to actually have to like be emotionally vulnerable and responsible so they For say shit emotion. like that they'd be like i mean you know i don't have to be emotionally responsible to you because i'm a man and no one taught me how to do that it's like okay so do you want to cry no then why the fuck are you talking about that personally i've never just seen a man sit down and cry you know yeah like um, they don't they won't just like sit down and cry when life is hard they'll yes, sit down so, and- like never have ever seen a man cry because he was overwhelmed because he was sad my dad has li- i've been alive 20 years i have never seen my dad the only time i saw my dad not cry shed a tear was when his mom died 
<laughs> not that, tear, damn. Because I think he was like crying, but like we didn't like he didn't let us see him. But it's okay. like I have not seen that man cry. And she died, what, like 10 years ago? And since then, I have not seen like see that's because they like y'all want to say that that's a woman's fault because we're they don't people. even give like, themselves no one's the forcing you to cry hold your tears in if you want to cry and then yeah. Yeah. and they'll date and also after that the fact that they'll date women who like don't fit into that like they'll date women who don't necessarily look to have them be more emotional like they'll date women who never signed up for them being more emotional in the first place and then they'll be all like you would never get me flowers you don't let me cry you don't do this you don't do that and they themselves don't even provide spaces that are safe for women to be emotional and i'm saying this as men as someone who has dealt with men who complain that women don't let them feel feelings but when you feel feelings they won't let you feel feelings either you know they'll be like why are you being like this i don't like this i don't appreciate that you're being dramatic but anyways I've actually been on the opposite so it's like I've often been like the one who's like closed off um except for that one godforsaken man um <laughs> I have been the one that was like closed off you know so it's like I wouldn't really let people get to me and the same thing applies crying? in friendships going back to tangent you know yeah I I'm a very different difficult I think I'm a very difficult person to get to know um, because I think that no matter what context you first meet me, I'm very like, gar- and a lot of people are, gar- no, actually some people you meet them and they will literally tell you their whole life story. Like the second you shake their hand and that makes me extremely uncomfortable. And if you're like that, you know, what? I'm not going to tell you to stop because do it makes you happy, but not with me. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> so it's like the same thing in relationships for me. Like I personally, like all my relationships are kind of like, it takes quite some time to break down like that wall and so I've often had guys be like you know like sometimes like I'm just like blankly staring off into space because I have ADHD and they'll be like what are you thinking I want to know like what you're thinking that and I'm like don't worry about it you know <laughs> yeah and you're or, thinking like, nothing because I'm literally thinking why like, would you a, say a that if you're not thinking about, about them oh. like I'm literally thinking something and I'm like ick and I'm literally thinking <gasps> no, about like no you're thinking an or I go like thought spirals about them and they're like oh, oh my what are you thinking about I want to know you I'm like don't worry about it and I feel like Jacques, the same thing goes in my friendships like I feel like to know me more is this is a Bojack Horseman quote somewhat like to know me more is to love me less and so I feel like even in my friendships I feel like I'm the first I often feel like I have to put on like some kind of facade or I have to like pretend to be some like easy breezy beautiful like I had once I had like to be this kind of person that's like always happy smiley you know doesn't take anything that seriously I literally had a friend like I was moderating a panel and then my friend told me after she was like I've literally never seen you be that serious and I was like you know me someone who spends like four months out the year like depressed in bed can't shower like it's just so I don't know it's like difficult opening up to new people and like whenever people try to force me to open up I just like close up more and so guys will be like oh like I'm trying to get to know you like I really want to know you and I don't believe them I'm like "Ah." you make it seem like they're gazing into your eyes they all literally 
I want to get like, to know hand you. on the cheek, hand on the chin, eyes looking in eyes. Emily, like, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking literally, about, baby? Karel, that has literally <laughs> happened to me on multiple occasions. I'm being so dead ass with you. I'm being so <laughs> serious. I'm not, like, not, not a word no. of a lie. I'm I would not be able to so take serious. And that's why I always, like, I would say something like, ha, don't worry, you know? Because I'm like, nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> You're a grown man. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I think it's cute, but like I'm still not gonna tell you. I think it's cute. Um, nice try. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel like for me, the thing I've struggled with go- growing up and making friends is never knowing how much I'm supposed to share. Yeah. Because with romantic relationships, it feels like you're supposed to know everything about each other. So it's just like whatever, like I'm comfortable with sharing at the moment with you. I'll just share it. But sometimes I feel like. Like, I'm not used to how often people just kind of share things about themselves. I dated a guy who was very extroverted, would literally become friends with anybody. And I would just hear him sharing shit about his life. Like, why are you telling them this? Like, why are you like, we were at a restaurant one time and he starts like telling the waitress all this shit. And I'm just like, why are you telling her all this? Shut up. You know, like, I'm not used to just having to share myself like that. And so it makes it, it makes it hard to meet people and become familiar with people without feeling like I need to pull out a caricature, without feeling like I need to pull out a character. You know, like sometimes like I'll be making a new friend and like I'll be, for example, we could be like at a day camp and I'll be making a new friend. At the beginning of the day, I have a bunch of energy. I'm super like a beat and I'm just like really into it. You know, I'm witty. I'm pulling out all my best jokes. Everyone's laughing. By like 2 p.m., I'm tired. I'm back to my normal self. The character's gone. I don't want to do this anymore. And suddenly I'm sitting in the corner shutting down. And now this new person's like, who the fuck is this all of a sudden? Who's this character? I, I didn't sign up for this, you know? And so that's what like, I don't want to say that's what makes it hard for me to get to know people, but that's what makes me like be reluctant to really like pursue people friendship wise without it being like, oh, I'm seeing you all the time at this specific time. You know, like even you and I, I, I have no idea how we became friends. <laughs> I just remember we met at the camp. Yeah, I just remember we met at that camp. And at some point we were just sitting down using like paper plates to fan ourselves. But I don't remember like how... Like, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't like, remember our actual interactions during the camp at all. I just, I just have this vivid picture of us hugging at the end in my head, and I feel like there's a picture. There definitely is a picture of us like smiling at each other. And I remember, you know, Tina, the one with the short hair, just looking at us, yes. and she was like, "Tanya." I was it t- like vividly remember that in my mind because in my head, literally at that moment, I felt I was like I'm going to be friends with this person for a long time. Really? I literally, I literally thought that to myself after I met you. I was like, I'm going to be friends with this person and yeah oh, manifesting podcast oh, hosts because like I sit down and I wonder like how have you been friends for this long like, I literally don't remember that? what we talked about during the camp at all I don't know <laughs> what our interactions were I but even like generally like I don't because I think of like my close friendships now and I keep wondering like what like what maintained them like I've nobody that I'm friends with is someone that I've like been close to in the day-to-day like we've never gone to the same school my best friend you always pick the randomest you always go to the randomest corners of the earth (laughs) this girl my best friend we went to the same school for maybe like three years and for like the next four or five years we've just been maintaining the friendship long distance and I keep wondering like how does that happen like how have I done that for so long 
but I guess that's what makes me want to pour into those friendships more and that's what like like it's so interesting also seeing us grow up because because I've been friends with you for so long like I've kind of just seen like you grow up and I feel like like not like you've changed but like there are new aspects of your life that you're opening up because you're an adult and it's very interesting like getting to see that and getting to discover like those different parts of you because you get the freedom to be that person I remember I was literally having a conversation with my friend once years ago another black woman Mm. and she was literally talking about how sometimes she feels like she needs to be an April character because we used to do April um, improv um in high school Mm -hmm. and she literally was talking about how like she felt like she literally needed to like put on like an ample character to make friends you know and ever since she said that like that thought has not left my mind because that is the exact same thing I feel whenever I meet somebody like I especially people who have either heard the podcast or like ever watched my YouTube videos because there are some people that I meet like at school and stuff and they'll be like wait I've seen your video on Solon or wait I heard I listened to your podcast and I'm like (laughs) <laughs> and so I feel like they expect me to just like shuck and jive for them and be like super entertaining, like super funny, super happy-go-lucky. Like, oh my god, girl, hi! Do we sound and happy on this podcast? Y'all, y'all let us know because I sound. Do you sound joyful? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I sound still got you, nigga. Okay, but yeah, like people expect me to be super like um, just talkative, engaged. people engaged, yeah. talkative, like extroverted I think extroverted is the word mm-hmm. that no um because and it's like it's so weird when you meet someone and they know more about you than you know about them because it's like then the conversation is so like that's a one-sided because it's like like I don't want to sound like an asshole because it's like I feel like I do but it's like <laughs> that's the thing about having a podcast like because I don't remember everything I've said on this podcast I don't know how much people know about like some of the shit I said was from last year you know like literally because I kept thinking the other day about how like the second episode relationships I was straight up going through a breakup and that literally like shaped the entirety well not the entirety oh my god you were I was like actively going through a breakup and I was actively being tormented by my ex on social media like that was like and the entire and a lot of my opinions in the episode were shaped by that so I keep wondering like how do people perceive me like people will literally come to me having a perception of me before actually meeting me having already like not decided what kind of person I am but at least like getting an idea of what goes on in my mind before like I can't decide what people well I still can of course depending on what I say on the podcast but I have less control over what people know about me now because when I'm talking you know I just like I'm talking to you I don't feel like I'm talking to hundreds of people I feel like I'm just talking to you exactly that's why if I have a bad take guys it's literally just because I don't (laughs) write stuff down. literally like I'm working through my thoughts as I express them on the podcast please i've said it so many yeah i'm not smart give me extend grace give me a chance like so in this episode i've contradicted myself at least five times like i am working through the thoughts as they pop into my head so like and i think i really want to know what it like the experience of listening to our podcast is like like i wish like because like people tell me they like it and they tell me it's good but to me it's literally just like a conversation like i just want to know like what it feels like anyways tangent um when two weekends ago happened and we were being driven back (laughs) when two weekends ago (laughs) happened and your boyfriend and his friend was driving us back (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) And um, your man told his friend about our podcast. I was like, no, God, I literally was going to faint. I hate when people bring it up to me in person. Literally a few nights ago, we had some people over and like, they're like my acquaintances. They're my friend's friends, but they're my, like, I've seen them a few times. Like we know each other, follow each other, whatever. He like, the first thing he said to me, we sat down he was like, I didn't know you had a podcast. I said, I've known that man. I met that man for like a year. We've been acquaintances. I didn't know you have a podcast. I was like, oh. He was like, and then he's like, shouldn't that be something that you're proud of? Like, you should, that should be the first thing you say when you introduce yourself. Like, no, I'm like, I'm proud of it. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Like, because he's strangers- like, you have some good takes. You'll listen to episode one. I, I was like, most <laughs> men don't like the podcast. I told him straight out. I was like, most men don't. don't. Like, this is not a podcast. And that's why, that's why I was like, ooh when he said that because <laughs> like, oh, he owns the pretty privilege which is i think it might be the only episode that doesn't really touch on men exactly but if you click on like any like spicy titles Sinafa, i'm yeah yeah i'm getting blocked yeah. my boyfriend like when he first listened to your podcast he was like y'all sound bitter y'all sound you like you hate men like it literally sounds what he said like like 30 like listening to the podcast, it sounds like y'all are 30. I'm We've like, been oh. through many trials and tribulations. Trials and tribulations. But no, uh, that's why, like, that's why when shout people out to y'all for listening, though. <laughs> when people you, they can't see your thumbs up. <laughs> this is not this is not the, the revolution will not be televised. They can't see it. <laughs> Anyways, for all that are listening, I did a very aggressive thumbs up. <laughs> Enthusiastic, <laughs> vigorous shake of the thumb. <laughs> but um yeah no that's when like when it comes to meeting people I don't I don't like mentioning the podcast I don't like mentioning the podcast when I'm trying to meet people because I feel like they'll try to get to know me through the podcast oh they'll always like oh what's it about how much I hate white people and men hi my name's Emily like I like like and in the podcast like we've cumulated cumulatively have been through three or two relationships was it there's been like three relations no it was two it was two by the time we started the podcast that other relationship was done because I was about to say like there have been like many relationships that have taken place and yet we're constantly talking shit about men no yeah I think it's because like y'all we've been going through it this year like there have been phases there have been phases exactly so it's like whatever I feel like this has been very representative of what's going Whatever on in our we lives going through at the time so like you were saying like we're going through a breakup of women relationships and that's like probably apparent you'll hear it i was not talking to anyone i think at the time when we made that episode so i think i was more kind of like yeah you were oh the pathological liar no no, no you Gee. were no you were talking to at the time well, you were we talking made the relationships to... episode that's ep- impossible the... you were talking to or are you talking about you talked about I, I talked about him but I was okay not to okay him. okay you're not talking to him but you talked about him because I remember yeah. you said like that you learned from the experience like you said something about like exactly I was talking about yeah. so I've grown I've learned that she lied yeah. <laughs> no um we backtracked so yeah no there was a lot, of regression. Yeah. a lot of regression but that's okay that's okay that's now we've grown now, now we've grown in so now long. we're adults mm-hmm. um but yeah so like the podcast puts me in a very uncomfortable position where now like if you've listened to enough of the podcast which god bless people don't um if you listen to enough of the podcast 
the character doesn't work i guess because yeah, on here like, i sound mad sad i sound sad pathetic like but in real life i'm like oh i've got it all together my hair is done my nails done da, 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 da. everything's up but then you hear my podcast and i'm out here like sad and you know yeah like i feel like the person the, i feel like the podcast puts pressure on me to be the podcast person like the person in the podcast when mm. I meet them in real life when obviously this is the person I am like it's not like we're putting on like fucking personas and like talking <laughs> about like no like clearly you know but it's like obviously when you meet someone for the first time you don't tell them that you know you, you hated your upbringing you don't tell them like, all of this like really deep like you don't talk about that stuff with people that you just met and so it's like kind of really awkward like once again this person knows so much about you even if you listen to only one episode, because we talk a lot, like you <laughs> learn so much about Literally, it. On the first episode, I'm just talking, 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 yapping about how I feel ugly. Like, bro, <laughs> oh, that's so embarrassing. Because the guy who told me was a guy who I used to like think was cute. Like, so the guy like from he, the, the acquaintance, he's a guy that I was so like, oh, he's kinda, yappa, yappa, yapping. oh, I feel like an ugly bitch. <laughs> how I feel ugly and I don't fit the standard and I don't get pretty privileged. Anyways. Luckily, that's not my concern anymore. But what is the persona, though? Like, what is your persona when you feel like like what is like when you say podcast persona? Like, what is the persona you feel like you have to maintain in real life? I feel like when I meet someone for the first time, fun fact, actually, really, really sad fact. You wouldn't know from hearing me talk on the podcast. I don't like talking to people. Um, I absolutely despise having conversations with strangers. So I'm not talkative. Like you could literally come to talk to me in class and I'll literally be like, hi, bye, okay, thanks. And so when you say you've heard the podcast and I feel the need to be like animated, you know? And like, I feel the need to be like, to reveal more of myself than I would like, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel the need to be more like energetic than like I would if I was just meeting someone like just someone that like didn't know me from Adam you know like if you say you've heard the podcast then I feel the need to be like oh my god which I love okay I feel like we sound like ungrateful we really do appreciate the support and it is super super great and I love that people like I really like I think it's really crazy that like we've grown to the yeah. point in the last year where like we can literally meet people that we don't know and they'd be like oh I've listened to the podcast like, that's crazy to, like, that's I, cool that's the thing like I went to a concert the other day a couple weeks back and um someone came in and joined us it was someone who I didn't know they joined the group and then they're like oh yeah it's the girl with the podcast and I'm just like I'm the girl with the podcast <laughs> yeah like that's crazy and that's super cool but yeah. also like as someone with I don't want to say I have social anxiety because I don't want to label that but like as someone who's just like really uncomfortable talking to strangers I just haven't figured out how to like navigate that comfortably you know because I don't think it appears awkward for the side of the other person because I'm just being like ha 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 but like on my side inside I'm just like it feels like death (laughs) like down you know yes okay I think we've really dug into this tangent and now we can get into friendship red flags. Ooh, or do we? Do 
Do we do green flags first? Green flags? Okay. I don't know how many well, green flags. Ooh, do I have green flags? I, I can come up with some. Well, obviously, like, you know, friends who are like um consistent, friends who make well, I guess the red flags are just the opposites of the green flags. No, but ooh, one green flag is um um fuck i forgot oh one green flag for me because the green flags and, and red flags are really personal but like yeah. i feel like no green flags i feel are really personal red flags i feel can be more universal like a green flag for me for example is someone that's really like upbeat because i'm not always upbeat someone that doesn't necessarily like have their upbeatness depend on my upbeatness because i'm not going to be upbeat all the time but they can kind of like maintain themselves on their own like someone's ability to be like happy on their own is something that i like a lot in friends because it does, I don't feel like I like upbeat. I don't like peppy. Or I like people no. who are happy. Okay. I think that as like a, a red, uh, a green flag is being around people who aren't depressed. Okay. Hear me out. Because I am someone who like is really easily like beat down and like saddened by things. And I think that being around people who are like more resilient or who are like stronger or who are like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, like, you'll be fine, or who don't, like, have the same mentality regarding things like that is really helpful, because it's, like, looking at them, it, like, motivates me and inspires me to be more like them, so as you said, like, people who are just, like, because I aspire to just be happy, you know, like, not happy in the sense that, like, oh, my life is a movie, but to literally just be, like, content with myself and the life that I live, and like having people like that in my life to kind of like mirror that off of obviously you can't see what people feel on the outside but it's like who at least seem to be like that I think is like really cool people who are happy all the time like people who are like annoyingly like peppy and like yeah like it's 1 a.m <laughs> relax why are you no. yelling in my ear people who find joy in things people who can like find joy in things because that's what I try to do a lot so like people who can like people who can see a problem and think of a solution so that they can get to the other side of the problem I like that a lot because I can't I can't always be ruminating I can't be having a problem that I sit down and I cry for five days because like life is going to continue you still have to go to work tomorrow so literally yeah so I like people who know how to like see a problem like obviously you can feel how you feel but like know how to get across it um okay we all uh, people that know how to hype people up i was about to say like a red flag is people who like like you know when you're telling someone something that you're really excited about and they very clearly don't give a fuck i I hate people like that um y'all can go choke like someone is super like even if you don't care at least like seeing the passion in this person's face seeing like the way this person like I love seeing people's face like light up about things that they're passionate about so like someone's telling you about I don't know their favorite soccer team their favorite freaking anime whatever even if you don't give a fuck about it isn't it nice to see your friend happy why are you praying on their dad why do you want them to be miserable oh I don't care oh I don't watch that oh that sounds lame oh that like ew it's only very like recently that I completely rid myself of people that I would tell very good news to and they would like literally act as if I didn't say anything like in high school it was something that I, I had a lot like and it made any complete it kind of shaped 
Well, it did shape the way I saw myself, my accomplishments, because I was doing a lot. And it's very recently that like, I've been put in a position where I really have to sit down and be like, I did this, that, and this, like, I actually did that. And that was a big thing because at the time I would be telling my friends, oh, I just did this. Oh, we just went to New Brunswick for a national meeting with these people. And it's like, okay, I, I feel like I, I put myself in a lot of positions when I was younger, when I would have to like invest myself in like people's issues and eat people's problems. But like my achievements and what I had to share was often like pushed aside. But that's like something that I consider a red flag now, especially like people who can't like you can't like, why not? Because if it was your man, you'd do it. Like having friends who celebrate you is so important. Like, like you said, like I've kind of, especially growing up in like immigrant African household, exceptionalism is kind of just like what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You're just supposed to be doing everything at the same time. So it's like, I don't really see it as like, you know, special, especially because like now also like I have friends who are like really involved. Like my one friend, she's an anatomy and cell bio major. She's on the track team, like the McGill so track crazy. team. Is- she is in the Black Student Network. She like, she does like a lot of things. And like, I have all of these friends who do like, because I've always been surrounded by people who are doing a lot. Like everyone constantly like applauds each other's achievements and it's mm-hmm. so nice. So like, even though everybody has an internship, every time someone gets an internship, oh my God, we're so happy for you. It's so great. Where is it's it? It's not like, that I'm hard. I'm so happy. Like, I'm so, oh, that's so cool. I know you've really been wanting this. Da, 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 da. Even if you're interning for NASA and I'm interning for Tim Hortons, like you're still happy for me because it's like, you know, that I've wanted this, right? Like you see me or like friends who will show up for you, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, cause we do a lot of speaking engagement stuff. Like even in high school, we did a lot of speaking engagement stuff. Um, but it's like friends who will like, you're tell them, oh, I'm moderating something. And they will actually like come, Be there. you know, you'll tell them, oh, you know, I'm doing this thing competition. And they'll actually like want to be there. They'll actually want to support you. They'll be like cheering you on. Just friends who like, Friends who like, um, friends who cheer you on, friends who are happy for no, you. No, yeah, friends who show you, up. Like, friends who friends show who- up. Friends who show up for you. Like someone who's like, I know that if something happens, I can call my friend and like they'll be there for me. Like they have me, you know. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you people. Shout out to my people. Yeah, like um, it's like when you guys to that party for that one girl that was leaving. Yeah, that was super nice. That was super great initiative, and everyone worked really hard on it. And that's like very admirable in friends and in friend groups and something that people should be striving for. But um, I have more red flags. I feel like green flags in friendships, unfortunately, are really hard, not hard to come by, but harder to come by unless you have a decent like knowledge of yourself. Um, when it comes to making good friends, like we want good friends, but we're not good friends, you know? So it's like, okay, you want the friend that's there for you, but if he has a graduation, you're not going to be there. So what do you, like, you know, this is not an, I don't want to say it's not a nice one. Black people who are only friends with white people make me, like, feel a type of way. Like, especially when there are other black people, not like, in the entourage, like, if you're the only black person at your school, clearly there's nothing you can do about it, but it's like, 
there's the, there's a school full of blacks and only have white friends. You will find them. Yeah. Vicious. Like, why do you get along with them better? Do they make slave jokes and you laugh? Is that why? Bro, I know so many people here like that. Like, they'll only have white friends and they'll be like, oh, I'm just so sick of only having white friends. Did you try? Like, because all of my friends are Negroes. Did you try? Like, you can't not, because you go to PWI. So obviously, like, if you want a friend group of color, there needs to be some type of like small effort work on your part. So it's like if you're gonna be friends with white people, like stand in it. You know, don't then come and say, "Oh, I'm just so tired of white people." You're not. You're not. Clearly, you're not. Because <laughs> when em- oh, I was about to say Emily. When Sasha asks you to go out, you're going out. So clearly, you're not tired. You're of her. there. There's African student societies, Blacks, Caribbean, all of these students that nowhere to be found, and you're gonna say, "Oh, I want black friend. I'm tired of white friend." Are you? Do you want like? Are you tired? Suspicious red flag. Also, people that are boy obsessed, people that will no. literally drop you in the dead of the woods, people that will literally drop you naked in the woods because a man told her to, because a man said, Oh, I'll take you home or whatever the fuck. I'll buy you a meal if you drop your friend in the middle of the woods naked and they do it. People who are boy, because it goes back to that, um, that TikTok of that girl who was like, Oh, I wish I had more baddie friends. And it was kind of just like, she just seemed to be like upset that her friends aren't dating men that she found attractive or whatever. And she kind of wanted to base her friendship. so weird because it's like, what do your friends, like boyfriends have to do with you? With like, you. that's so like, why? Like, imagine I'm just sitting there like, oh, I'm so mad. I wish Emily was dating like a hotter guy. Is that my business? Is that your no, man? Like, what's so... You... Like, why does it matter that you're... Anyways, but... um. Yeah, that whole concept of, like, women who would throw away, like, it's like those women that go out, you know, like, they go out to the party or to the couple of those stories where they go to the club and then the woman gets in and then the rest of the women just don't get in and they're just, and she's just like, oh, c'est la vie. Oh my God, it's like if when we had went out that Sunday to people and that voucher would have let you in and you wouldn't have let me in because you hate me. You were actually trying to let me go, (laughs) like. No, because I was I felt so bad because I was like, ah, oh, she came to visit from Ottawa, and because this one nigga hates me, we, <laughs> bro. Well, if one day I ever have the chance, I'm gonna smack that nigga's head. If I could, if I could get away, he's gonna it, punch I would, you. If, he if I could like get away with it, I would slap fights. him. If I could get away with him, I would slap him. But I can't, so I know my place. I might beat my ass. He beat that grown man's ass in the street with no shoes. Literally but, threw him. Anyways, but it's like you went in. Because I offered, to, but if you had actually went in, I would have been like, oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I said, go in, go in, go so in. So you set a trap. Had, just left me in the street. I would have been like. <laughs> Eva. Imagine you had walked home like half drunk. No, I literally would have just of been the like. Night. And I'm just inside dancing with, what was his name? Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, seriously, like, I mean, I want to say that's something that's more high schoolish, but it's not even like women on social media make it very clear that it's not that they will literally give up their friends for any man that says so. And it won't necessarily be their man. It'll be like a total stranger, just some cute guy at the gas station. Oh, run your friend over. Okay. You know, so another thing people that have very big high school friend groups and that's not like a that's not necessarily like a really big red flag but it's just like a personal thing like when your 
closest friend group is the exact same people you're hanging with in high school. I don't know. It always makes me suspicious because it makes me feel like you haven't changed enough. I think it's more of a red flag in men than women. I'm sorry. Um, men who's have who've had the same friends since like they were five years old. You know, y'all can say what you want about, oh, that's a gang name. That's my brother. Da, 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 da. I saw this one tweet that was like, men are scared. Like, if y'all stop being friends with you, you're scared. Like, he knows too much about you. Like, that's the <laughs> only reason. Like, y'all have been friends since you were six years old. And that's still, like, your ride or die. And granted, people can grow together, but people can also be stagnant together. So it really depends, like, on the circumstance. But more times than not, the person, like, hasn't grown. I mean, so, like, I don't think... I don't think it's like a red flag, like red flag. I think it's like a, it's something to look out for, you know? Like, yeah. I think it'll manifest in its behavior. So he'll be like, oh, my friends are all my friends from high school. Then it's like, okay, back in your mind. And then he'll just do a madras shit. And you're like, how has no one ever called you on it? And then you're like, oh. I don't trust friend groups from high school because there's often very little accountability. And that is how the relationship survives for that long. You know, high school people have tendency to bring high school problems. I agree. Like as we've seen with many a friend group, um, yeah. As we've observed with many a trip um, to many a city, um, <laughs> I like, they literally think, have the exact same issues from when we were in seventh grade. Like no evolution. Yeah, I think that only really applies when the people themselves are not necessarily like. Yeah committed to but I think that that often happens when it's like a lot of people like not so much when it's like oh I've had this one friend from like no that's different it's typically like when it's like a big group of people that have been like constantly like they have to be like constantly interacting and they have to not move out of their hometown that's the threat (laughs) like they have to have been together since elementary school high school and maybe they go to different unis, but the uni is still in the city that they grew up in, or it's in like just it's in the same city. So I think it's, it's the like, same people. It's the same people. So it's like if these people are in the same proximity for uni and they were like mm-hmm. interacting, interacting, interacting in high school, the problems will follow if it's like a large group. If it's like one or two friends, you know, right or die, whatever, whatever. That's but different. That's different because you have more space for growth. Yeah. Whereas with a large friend group, to maintain and remain in the friend group, you have to kind of like turn a blind eye. Yeah. You kind of have to pretend that certain things aren't happening, you know? And I feel like also when you're in high school, you have very low standards for friends. So it's like, as you grow older, your standards, they can't change. They can't really, like your standards can't change. Otherwise you become incompatible with the group. Exactly. So you kind of have to remain the same. And also my least favorite kind of friend the brutally honest one. You're a bitch. Listen, I'm sick and tired. I used to be the brutally honest friend. I was an asshole. I think that like, so sometimes if no one asks you for your opinion, shut up. Um, sometimes if no one asks you, be quiet. Especially like when it's not, it's your acquaintance. Like if y'all aren't like this, like why are, and it'll be, no, you haven't watched Selling Sunset. But it's like, whenever you see like a mean girl in a movie or a t- like a reality TV show, people don't like me because I tell it like it is. You're an asshole. Like, you're just mean. I think there's a difference between being honest and being mean. 
like people and people love to be like people love to conflate one for the other like not all honesty is mean and not all meanness is on it like you don't need you don't have to be honest in a rude way in a rude way like oh does this dress look good on me no you look like a stanky bitch like no you don't have to say all that oh you look flat as a board and that's honest and the reality is to share like to be honest in a way that is rude requires like some creativity like you you can't just be rude and honest just like that like you can say oh I don't like that dress on you I feel like it doesn't like suit you I feel like it doesn't very simple honesty but to go as far as oh you look like this oh I think it makes you look like that I don't think anyone would ever like you have to go a bit beyond and I feel like I did I used to be like that yeah to a degree you know I used to be like that to a degree um but when people kind of try to give the impression that they're doing others a favor, like I would never lie to myself and act as if I'm doing people a favor because, because I'm being mean, you know, I would kind of acknowledge that, like, like if I'm being rude and someone registers it as rudeness, I'm not going to be like, well, I'm doing you a favor. At least I'm being honest with you. No, like, so Cause even now, like sometimes my mouth moves faster than my brain does. Yeah. So like, I think something, I say it that I'm like, Ooh. So then, like, oftentimes you'll hear me say, oh, sorry, that was rude, that was rude, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'll be like, that doesn't make it better. But at least, like, I recognize have that some it's, recognition. Like, an asshole thing to do. Or, like, I'll give somebody a look and I'll be like, oh, my bad, you know? But it's, like, just sitting in your impoliteness and your, like, I feel like people have gotten so comfortable with just being, like, rude. Like, it's so, like, um, common decency, like, courtesy isn't a thing anymore. It stems from the mentality of like, why do I have to be nice to you? You know, you don't deserve it. Like, oh, if it doesn't benefit me. I don't owe it to anybody. I don't owe it to anyone to deliver, to be nice, to deliver. It's like, why would you, why would you choose to be an asshole when you can be nice? Exactly. And it kind of goes back um, to the point we were making regarding the person not wanting to help babysit that child. Like, like you're going to see, you're going to say all these things about like principles and boundaries and this is how you are. This is your personality. Like, no, all, if you have all of that, you don't have any humanity. You don't have any kindness. And what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what are you gaining from this? You can't be surprised when people stop talking to you or people keep at arm's length or people complain that you're a bitch because you're being a bitch, you know, and kind of just delivering it for free to people that you supposedly care about if your man ever spoke to you like that and come back if, if your man ever spoke to you like that you know i feel like it just like, all comes back to the same thing like i just as you said it's literally like as simple as do you like the dress eh, but i think like we could find something better that's honest you know being like you don't need to go the extra mile and add creativity on top of your insult it's- listen I'm so I love a good creative insult. I really do. But like not to your friend, like not to people you supposedly like. Like, because I can recognize when I'm being an asshole on purpose. Because when I talk about like uh people, like when I talk about figures like that in like the manosphere and stuff, and like you hear me say some like outlandish shit, I know what I said and I said it on purpose, you know. <laughs> but it's like that's not how I interact with people that I like care about and that i'm being honest with you know because that's the like some people don't know how to separate like to have any type of demarcation 
like to separate how they interact with people so they think that in one because in one context is funny this is how you have everyone's gonna find this shifts madame shift adapt like no like they just like people are too sensitive like they just can't take that like i'm funny i'm just being funny it's like for jokes work because people find like Find jokes have funny. to be funny for a joke to be a joke it has to be funny like you should right? have to if convince no one people. in the room thinks it's funny maybe like reevaluate like maybe it was your bad you know like fan maybe opinions don't audience. go yelling at people because they don't find their sets funny they just maybe yeah, like, find a different audience or they change up their jokes exactly like if every audience that you perform for is booing you maybe reevaluate maybe you're not that funny maybe become a welder but quit your yeah. day job or don't quit your day job actually thanks for listening to yet another episode of black girls talk we really enjoyed recording this so we hope you guys enjoyed listening make sure to interact as always with all of our social media in the description and we cannot wait to see you guys next time bye bye and you see how i, how I enjoyed it with you okay <laughs>